0: This is the What Matters Most podcast. A 100% listener-supported program. And now, here is your host, Paul Samuel Dolman. Welcome back to What Matters Most. Happy late spring to everyone around the world. Thanks for writing in, sharing your guest suggestions and your stories. I love it. like to write everyone back feels like a great community, tribe, family Have a wonderful guest today, courtesy of the great people at new world publishing and my sweet great publicist friend, Kim, who keeps skipping along through life. The book is reclaiming wellness. It's an ancient wisdom for healthy, happy, and a beautiful life. It's just easy to read. And it's got a ton of great stuff in it. And our guest is an Afro-Latina, former entertainment executive turned executive wellness coach. And she has so much in this. It's a small book. It's easy to read, but it's a joy. And what an honor to welcome to the family for the first time. Ms. Jovanka Siadas. Thanks for coming on.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: How have you done over the last couple of years with COVID? Did you dodge the bullet?
1: I have. I'm one. I think I'm in the minority at this point. But yes, my partner caught it a couple of weeks ago. And somehow I dodged the bullet.
0: How did you pull that off? I think he was
1: feeling pretty crappy and we were sleeping in different beds, bedrooms even. And, uh, you know, keeping away from each other, licensing all the rooms back and forth. And I don't know, I guess I got lucky.
0: Or the fact that you're super healthy. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it, too, right?
1: Hey, maybe, maybe.
0: Your immune system, take a bow.
1: (laughs) Exactly. He just also had come from uh, a business trip to Europe. And I think that also affected his immunity, lack of sleep, all that stuff.
0: What was it like for you growing up in Puerto Rico? What was your lifestyle like there?
1: Uh, it was idyllic. It was one of those childhoods that were uh, relatively uh, normal by by today's standards. Uh, but it was lovely, uh, you know, picking up mangoes from the neighbor's uh, tree. And, you know, the neighbors will have like, Banana trees or other fruit uh, trees, and they will share fruit with each other. Homemade uh, meals and trips to the beach and to the rainforest. So things that I took for granted when I was growing up. And as soon as I moved to the big city, I realized hmm, I had it really good there.
0: In that sense, a community is really good for wellness, isn't it?
1: It's incredible. It's actually critical. It's uh, You know, for most experts, we believe that social interaction and community are some of the most important pillars of a healthy, happy life.
0: Why is it so healthy?
1: The social interactions or the.
0: Yeah. And having that community around you and being immersed in with other people and having a sense of connection.
1: You know, we are animals of of groups, right? We, we love our packs. We, we need this kind of interaction to, to support our ability to stay healthy and strong and balanced in, in spirit and emotionally. So while physically we can just live you know, all alone and eat our healthy foods and do our thing, and allegedly we are relatively healthy, our minds, our emotional homes, and our spirituality suffers when we are isolated from one another. And it doesn't, it doesn't just mean having a good connection with the community around you, right? Like the immediate community. It also means having a good sense of community and love and respect for the outward community, the world as a whole.
0: Having a sense of connectivity to something much larger than your ego.
1: More, much larger, larger than you and your belief systems, understanding that you are connected to everyone else, even those that you don't like too much.
0: I know, and that's hard, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's much easier said than done, of course, especially when we're talking about things like what we've seen in the last couple of years related to politics and religion and and lifestyles but the reality of the matter is that our our core we all want the same thing right we want to be happy we want to be safe we want to thrive
0: and isn't it all one energy really masquerading as a multi-infinite form thing only here but beyond that literally we're connected
1: I think so I think we are like those little Tiny little diamonds that all make one beautiful piece of jewelry. You can argue that every single one of us is an important piece of that beautiful whole. Without it, it starts to lose its its shine, if you will.
0: How did you get so deeply immersed coming out of musical entertainment publishing into this wellness world?
1: <laughs> That's a great question, because I was working with fancy people having a relatively fancy or at least fancy sounding job that uh, was leaving me feeling uh, unfulfilled and, and incomplete. I was having fun, don't get me wrong, but it I wasn't making a difference. I was just making a bunch of really rich people richer. And that was good. And it was all good and well, but it wasn't enough. And so while I was pondering all of that, my body also started to rebel. And I had a lot of health conditions that by Western medicine standards were considered non-curable. IBS, uh, which is irritable bowel syndrome, endometriosis, fibroids, ulcers, a lot of hormonal and internal disruption And since Western medicine didn't have any solutions, I went elsewhere and I started to read and learn and find about things like traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and Western herbalism. And what I learned became a big passion, number one, because my body started to react positively to it and started to heal. But also because I realized that this kind of wisdom was ours and had been part of our ancestry as a human race. And it's important that we learn to reclaim it.
0: Was your body in its symptoms sort of letting you know that your life was out of alignment?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you, you're a 20-something-year-old struggling with severe pain and disruption for days. And then no expert, like those people that in society we consider to be the end-all, be-all when it comes to health and wellness, uh, the people with the white roads, Right you go to them and they said, you know, just keep eating whatever you're eating. Like, just, I don't know, just here, take this pill whenever you feel a certain way and go out there and do your thing. And I was like, this is not acceptable. And this is not the poo-poo Western medicine. I do recognize that it has its place, but it, it was really disappointing to recognize that these people, these experts that spend so much time and an effort and years and money and resources training to become experts cannot answer a basic question about what is the best fuel for this machine I always use this um, this example of you know if you buy a Maserati and you take it to a mechanic and tell them tell me what's the best oil for that this this amazing machine and the mechanic says I don't know just whatever you want just put it in there whatever you want you will call him a charlatan and just move away and somehow in this society we have learned to accept as okay the fact that an expert in a human body in the human machine does not know what is the best fuel for that machine
0: I'm so glad you point this out too because Even recently, I was in a grocery store and I asked about an organic product. And he said, oh, that's over there in that healthy section. It's a gigantic store. You're laughing. And I thought, holy shit, the whole place is poisonous. And there's this little oasis where it's like the word organic to me means non-chemical. You know, you know what it means. And for the listener, it means without poison. The crows are digging that in the background. but And I just thought, my God, literally. And I looked at the baskets, kids in baskets with mom and dad, and it's all poisonous and we're like scratching our head and chin going why are we all sick it's right there
1: it's absolutely right there i tell people all the time we should not be too concerned about terrorism we should be concerned about the standard american diet
0: well it's the poison and then you add the chemicals and everything else and then my chiropractor said sitting is the new smoking because people just sit forever you have to make yourself move what I mean, here's a here's a simple question, but it's so broad to define because people might be asking oh, somewhere in the world, what does wellness mean to you? How do you define it?
1: Wellness means different things to different people. I recognize that. That's what I've learned to believe. To me, is a basic, simple set of actions that you take every single day because wellness is a state of being, right? It, it's a way of living. So every action that you take every single day to help you achieve balance with your body, your mind and your soul is practicing wellness with the understanding that if those actions will vary from day to day, from season to season. They might be very different for you as they are for me because my circumstances are different than yours, but it still means that I'm going to make conscious decisions, conscious actions every single day to help restore some sort, some form of balance.
0: And so it's really all process, not perfection or a place you get to.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I, I have a disdain for that concept of perfection. Uh, We are not meant to be perfect. We can strive for excellency. We could just be the best we can be but perfection it just leads to a lot of pain and harm self-harm and harm to others or by others so let's just let's just take that word out of our vocabulary
0: and i love it it's a really holistic approach it's not just just eat this you need a peaceful life you need to be in alignment because i feel like we were touching on with you i feel our body reflects what's going on inside of us in our energy field and all of it it's it's trying to get our attention. If something's off, it's saying, "Hey, hey, you got. We need to change course." Thank God, or we just drop over, or we'd realize our arm had been on fire and no one told us.
1: <laughs> and we don't. The truth of the matter is that we've also forgotten to connect with our bodies that way. That we we are constantly in communication with our own selves. But we forget, we we ignore uh, our own internal conversations. It's important that we go back to listen to our intuition and and listen to our bodies as well.
0: How do you connect with yourself and your higher wisdom?
1: Many, many ways. One of the things that I mentioned in the book is music and community because I do believe that music is in many ways something that is always in community. Even when you are alone listening to music, you are never quite alone, right? Like you're there with the musicians that many months before performed that song and put it in that form that you are now um, enjoying. So music is one of the ways in which I reconnect. I remember was joyful, but I also connect with the parts of me that are out of balance. Cause it has this ability, right? To, to help us emote, whether it is I'm feeling a certain way and I just wanna know why I'm holding on to anger or resentment or jealousy. And when I recognize that I feel angry or, or resentful or jealous, I put a particular piece. Uh, I love classical music, but I also love tropical music. And uh, and then I let myself emote and, and sort of recenter
0: why is music so powerful? Is it a tribal thing or is it just because it's vibration and everything's vibration?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's one of the few things that have been with us all of our lives. Even if you are uh, deaf or hard of hearing, the vibration, the the the, the rhythm is with you from the before you're born, right? Like the first thing that a baby, uh, once it's born is hears and understands is their mother's voice but even before they're born in utero uh, fetuses react to these beautiful combinations of sounds and rhythms and they it just has this amazing ability to help us connect spiritually emotionally and physically and it's one of the few things that has the ability to help us connect all three of those aspects simultaneously i just think it's it's just even talking about it gives me joy
0: I could hear the passion come up to like five notches higher.
1: (laughs) Yes. Music was my first love. The You know, herbalism and the work that I do now is I consider it my second love. But I was a musician for years. Uh, I come from a very musical family. And even if it's not just joy, right? It helps you emote in many ways. It helps you become angry and sad and cry. But at the end of the day, it helps us connect our mind, our bodies and our soul.
0: Do you sing? Do you write? Do you play?
1: <laughs> Not anymore. Sadly, I'm really busy. Um, I don't sing anymore because uh, I got polyps in my vocal cords when I was really young, and and that was the end of my singing career. But I played the piano for, oh, God, over a decade. And I don't have a piano anymore, but I, I suppose that one day I will go back to it.
0: I think I'm going to come on to the podcast and be that voice somewhere in your musical head that says, yes, do that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely
0: little less busyness. Let me look at what chapter that was. What about people that (laughs) overschedule?
1: That is definitely in the book. We talk about the overworked and and overwhelmed, especially those people that have children and careers and uh, are also taking care of their own communities. I think it's critical that we learn to reclaim our space and our energy, right? Our time back a little bit. So reclaiming wellness is almost impossible unless we reclaim some of that energy back. We as people, especially good people, right? Because there's people out there that, you know, might be too far gone. But the vast majority of us are are good, kind, and generous, especially with our time and energy. And we want to support our communities, our partners, our children, our parents, our friends. And we give, we give, 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 give. And then we are depleted. And so to me, it's critical that you spend time. I always tell my clients, find time during the weekend when you have a little bit more space to think and find the the 20 or 30 minutes every day that you can reclaim as yours. And what can you do in those 20 or 30 minutes that will help you replenish? Whatever it might be. It could be movement. It could be you know, cooking, it could be meditating, it could be just sitting and uh, reading a book or listening to a podcast, whatever it is that will help you reclaim your energy and replenish.
0: I love that. And I think it's a good idea to literally schedule it. Otherwise, other stuff will fill it in, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're experts at filling holes <laughs> and we cannot, things will not stick with us. It takes us 21 to 28 days to build a new habit. So it, we would need to be diligently enough to write things down and keep up with them for that long before we feel like it's so part of us that we don't need to put it in writing any longer.
0: And did all this passion translating to you feeling like you wanted to create this beautiful book. How did that come into being?
1: <laughs> this started at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 like everybody else, I was at home listening to the news tethered to, you know, the little computers in our hands, listening to these statistics about people struggling with preventative conditions and comorbidities that then affect, you know, cause them to either have a more severe case of COVID or, or die before their time. And I realized that this idea of wellness these practices that helps us help us restore balance and become well and prevent diseases were not that information was not getting out there certainly to the people that needed it the most so i created this educational initiative called the reclaiming wellness initiative to teach people for free or very low cost all of these practices and from these classes and these lessons i decided to write this book
0: are you just someone who really wants to organize, put things down and help people? You seem very motivated that way. You're not just content to drift along your own health journey and just have a great life with your cat and your partner. You, it seems like a big part of what you're about is also trying to help other people. Where does that come from? What is that feeling? Why do you have to try to influence people in one way or the other?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it wasn't my original intended path. Uh, Like I said, I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to work in the music industry, which I did. And then once I started to heal, it became really obvious to me that I was a natural educator, that I liked. It was really exciting for me to get off a phone call with somebody that felt hope and that they had alternatives. And at first, it was just sitting on my soapbox telling anybody and everybody that wanted to hear. Eventually, I decided to go back to school and get certified and learn nutrition, learn herbalism, um, and uh, decided to put together a practice. So that was 10 years ago. And so I've been educating people and and helping people with chronic conditions, even life-threatening conditions. I have a lot of clients that are um, cancer patients or, or in different stages of their cancer journey. Um to me is it's my life's journey. I didn't realize that until I was in my 30s. Well, a lot of people know when they're very young what they want to do. That that was not my case, but I know this is my path and I will stay here and I will do many more things beyond this book.
0: Where does being in alignment and living one's purpose factor into wellness? Because obviously you have hit that home run. You you can hear the passion and the love.
1: yeah thank you for that i think it's it's critical right like we need to be fulfilled as individuals before or or simultaneously i you know i hear it from different people uh, different different ways some people will tell me i you know my my life's goal was to become a lawyer and a judge i'm giving you an example of a client that i worked with last week but it was also her joy to be a mother and so now that she's pregnant she's really excited about about that journey uh, it, to me is it's important that you take care of yourself and this example that i just gave you is it's it's a perfect one because yes it is it's it, it could be a great goal for you to be a mother but if your body is falling apart and and things are not balanced, it's going to be a lot harder for you not only to get pregnant, but carry a pregnancy to term, and then be the best mother you can be. And you can extrapolate that to almost everything in your life. I no longer, now that I'm over 40, I no longer believe that you need to you know, stay in a bad relationship for the children or stay in a crappy job because it's, it's safe. We do need to be responsible and, and of course need to do things that are sound, make decisions that are sound, but we also need to make a plan and, and make sure that we don't go to our deathbed thinking, I regret not giving that one dream a go.
0: We talked about our culinary diet, what we put in our body f- for food and sustenance. What about for media and the people we hang around with and watching the news? I don't watch the news it's too. I just feel like I'd be eating processed food from Burger King or worse. Do you govern how that works for you, and do you highly recommend it to your clients?
1: Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that I work with almost everybody in modern day society has issues with sleep, probably because we are overly stressed out, overly stimulated. We also have these tiny little computers that are around us at all times and causing us a lot of disruption in circadian rhythm and whatnot. So I talk to people both about sleeping hygiene and about media hygiene and media Uh, cleanses. So when I do physical cleanses, I also do spiritual and emotional cleanses. And those involve getting away from the problems of the world for several hours a day, perhaps up to several weeks in in a month. I happen to live a lifestyle that allows me to do that. And I feel grateful for that. I recognize that not everybody can. um, But there is something almost anyone can do to take care of themselves right to to care for their emotional home and stay away from things that will cause a lot of emotional disruption at least several hours a day certainly at the times when we're supposed to be resting sleeping and replenishing
0: and i was looking in your book and i agreed with this part you're not really didactic about it but you highly recommend a plant-based diet We've done probably 50, 60 shows on this. We've had Gene Bauer on multiple times and other vegans, he has the farm sanctuary. I mean, the research is irrefutable. The more plants you eat and the less animal products, the healthier you're going to be.
1: The healthier you will be, the healthier the planet will be, you know, the healthier the generations that come after you will be. Um, I have been a vegan for almost a decade now. And I like part of the reason why I don't proselytize about it is because I struggle with it. You know, I grew up eating pork chops. I, I grew up eating a lot of healthy foods, but I also love my pork chops. And, um, and, and I will be the first one to admit that I miss them. I, I miss the flavors, And uh, but now I know too much, right? While, while my body was, I considered my conditions, my diseases to be blessings now because they allowed me to go out there and educate myself. And now I know too much, I know enough to know I can make an, a significant difference in the life of the planet, in my own life and the life of the generations um, ahead of me. So my grandchildren will have a different set of genes that are a lot stronger and a lot healthier and a lot uh, more capable to sustain life until they're into their 90s because I am giving them uh, a a great head start with with a really awesome diet that my children are consuming that they will then pass on to their children.
0: What about climate change? Are they going to have a planet that's livable at the current trajectory that we're on?
1: Listen, that is one of those things that give me anxiety. <laughs> it's it's really concerning and I think we will, there will be people that will see the house burning up on top of them and will never admit it. But there is quite a lot of people out there that are waking up to the realities that we are seeing and slowly moving to a, a, a more plant-based diet. I hear it from, Almost every client, I am ready to eat more plants. So I put together plans and methods and systems to help them build new habits without too much pain. I think a lot of us are afraid of change. One of the one of my goals in life is to teach people that the change is good. We're constantly changing, right? Just the fact that the hours pass and today is light and in a few hours it will be dark means that we are accustomed to change. It is not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. And if we if the earth can change with every season, then we have the capacity to learn to change as well.
0: If you had truth serum for breakfast and lunch, would you th- Say you think we're going to figure it out or we're going to have a lot of suffering and lose a lot of folks in habitat and it's going to be a global shift, migrations, water issues. Well, If you're being honest, what do you think will happen over the next 20, 30 years?
1: If I'm being honest, I think we have not hit rock bottom. I think we have, we will get a lot worse before we get better. I think the earth has the capacity to heal. Right. it's done it before. But I think whoever is left on the planet in 30 years will struggle tremendously.
0: What a beautiful answer. The Earth will be fine. I think it will just be like the extinction of a mammoth or some horrible kudzu that died off because something happened. The Earth just said enough of that. I, I don't think the Earth will have any issues. Take a million years to reforest stuff or whatever. I mean, it's so big. <laughs> it's been around forever and we're like,
1: and it's also happened, it's happened before, right? It has sort of almost self-destroyed and come back to life.
0: In infinite times. And we're like the mosquito at the at the party that thinks we're a big deal. And we're annoying, especially at night when are trying to sleep. But I mean, not to the point where the organism is gonna be. And we'll probably take a lot of things with us, but the earth will just keep regenerating new things. That's all it ever does.
1: So true. So true.
0: You know and it's just kind of a fact the arrogance arrogance doesn't play well for a species <laughs> you know if it doesn't fit in it's sort of there are natural laws that if you don't fit into the hole you go away
1: mother nature will take it regardless of whatever you feel you know you think about yourself It will it will win at the end
0: yeah whatever you call god or if you said you didn't believe in gravity well bye see <laughs> you know it's like the <laughs> earth sky is not personal he's just gonna go right down you know like that so you mentioned grandkids and things like that. Do you have any children now? Are you thinking of having children?
1: I don't have any children and I don't plan on having any, any children. That is a choice. Um, from the time I was very young, I don't think I ever cared about being uh, a, a mother of humans. I believe that women especially are very mothering and we as humans, we birth things all the time. And we mother and, and nurture things all the time, but not in this lifetime. I think I've been a mother before, and I'm content being an aunt and a mother to my cats and
0: How often do friends and caring family ask you about that, though?
1: They don't ask me any longer. I mean, they, they know I live a very happy life, and I'm content. I think, you know, I'm, I'm Latin, and Latin families are very, <laughs> this stuff is very important to them. I'm sure you hear from all kinds of different types of people too. Um, But, you know, my mom was at first, she was, I just, I just want to make sure that this is your choice and that you're not making a, a decision that you'll regret. And I'm like, I promise you I'm okay. So far I haven't regretted it. And the good news is that there's a lot of children out there in the world with with a lot of needs. So I don't need to grow a baby in my body. I don't need to birth it out of my body. So if one day I decide that I need to be a mother to a human, I have no, I would have no problem adopting.
0: You mentioned in other lives, do you have any memories from past lives or any metaphysical experiences you'd like to share here? We've had, we had Jack Canfield come on here and I somehow, we started talking about reincarnation and for the first time in his illustrious career, he's chicken soup for the soul guy. He started talking about all his past lives that he remembered. He has very distinct memories. It was groundbreaking and fun. How about yourself? Have you uh, had any breakthroughs on that side?
1: I have had a couple of sessions taking me back to uh, past lives. Uh, There is none that I remember except for one where I was, um, my current partner and I uh, had met in a previous life and we were lovers. I was he was a I, I want to say this was ancient either Egypt or ancient uh, Mediterranean, somewhere in the Mediterranean. and I was in the in the royalty area, like in the part of the uh, the noble class, although I wasn't royalty proper, I was kind of like the people that helped the royals, uh, but living a very cushy, um, beautiful life. and he was the equivalent of a gladiator. Um, And he became a slave and I gave him gold to to be able to 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 get out of, you know, escape. And we knew that we weren't going to see each other again. And we promised that we will find each other in another life. Wow, that
0: is amazing.
1: Mm -hmm. And the reason why we found out about it was because he has this little piece of metal that he found at, at a beach somewhere. And when I first met him and got into his house, I was like, where, where is that? What, What is that? And he's like, oh, I found it at the beach and he just called me and I just put it in there. And he and I said, you know, I had a, a past life regression session where a woman described that to me and said that it was engra- engraved in a piece of gold that I had given a lover to help him escape. And I'm telling you the story and I'm getting chills all over. and yeah it was really really sweet and at the time we were we were not lovers we didn't we we were getting to know each other and uh I was like I'm not sure if I should tell this man this he's gonna run <laughs> but we did and and many years later we're still together
0: so do you have fears around your own death in this life then knowing that whatever you really are is eternal and you're just like playing different roles. Like if you were on the, you were in, in LA now, that if you were playing a part today on the Sony lot, and then in a couple of days you'll be in a new show on the Warner Brothers lot. You wouldn't be like terrified of the show ending, right? You would just be like, oh, I'm looking forward to being the next thing.
1: Yeah, we, we talk about that all the time. Um uh, we we kid about the fact that when before we were born, we we pick each other and we we had very, a lot of clarity about what we were going to look like because we are very much attracted to each other's types, and uh, and from that end, we also talk about our our deaths also like half kiddingly. We say like, you know, I can't wait to to go and talk and go on to the other side. I have a lot of questions. I, I you know, I'm a little concerned about this whole human experience, and I, I have questions. I need answers. Um, you know, I, I love my life, I love this earth. I think it's really curious that we choose, our souls continue to choose to want to come back into this crazy plane, because it's full of pain and disruption and, and suffering. But we we want to go back come back because we want our souls to continue to evolve. So as far as this particular plane is concerned and this life, I am happy enough that I wanted to, to. I want to stay for many decades. But if it happens to not be in the cards, then I'm okay coming back, or or who knows? Maybe I've evolved enough that I'm like I'm just gonna stay and be somebody's guardian angel.
0: Or the highest life form, a dog or a cat,
1: Oh, Corpus, yes.
0: humpback that whale, it around. That's it that's incredible. You live in L.A. Yes. For me, it's easier to have a lot of nature around to be healthy. Do you find it challenging to live in a big city and all the cars and whatnot? I mean, I lived out there three different times and I do love aspects of it. I had to keep going to the Yogananda Center or Malibu to walk the beach or up in the mountains. But how do you stay healthy? Because I find cities very unnatural for the human life form.
1: Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're not. They're definitely not what we're supposed to be doing. The good news about a city like LA is that it has a lot more space. You can get a small house with a small yard and make it your own. Um, have your little patch of garden. When you grow, I grow my herbs. Um, I'm planning to grow some some food as well. Although I, you know, my my black thumb, is just slowly moving towards green. So hopefully I won't kill too many more plants. Uh, but I, yeah, I do. And it it's interesting because when I lived in New York City, I, I wasn't a big fan of all that stuff. I figure that's for like old people or people that are not, you know, like interested in the hustle. And now that I'm a little older, I I, I love the hustle. I love the, the city living, but I am enjoying the ability to to have fresh air. I'm, I live 15 minutes from the ocean. So it's very easy for me to go and walk barefoot in the in the sand, uh, get, you know, play with my cat outside. Like this kitty is just amazing. He is very much a kitty, but he does like, you know he's very obedient. So we stay outside and sit in the sun and garden. And it's, it's a lovely, lovely life. Very full, but also I love its simplicity in many ways.
0: Why is nature so good for us?
1: Because we are part of it. It is part of us. We cannot deny it. I I talk about in the book, the the very last, last chapter is about grounding and nature. Because as you said, we have moved away. I mean, we go sometimes weeks and months without connecting with planet Earth. And it's causing a lot of issues. And we now know studies have shown that when you literally connect with the earth, you will see a, a reduction in inflammation, uh, you know, better sleep, a lot of other uh, things come together and help your body stay balanced. So we need to go back to it. And, and also it's very hard to care for something that you don't really know and love. So if you reconnect with mother earth, with the, with the earth, You'll learn to love it. You learn its wonders again, and you'll be able to reclaim it and help it heal.
0: What a beautiful prophet you are for health and wellness.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: I'm glad to get out of the music business. I was in it too. We both did. We survived it.
1: We did. It was lovely until it wasn't.
0: That's. I was having a good time, and then one day I just woke up, and my soul literally said, we can't do this anymore. And I said what about the money and I said well would you rather have chemo and I said ah right, with time to wind it down
1: Yep <laughs> Nothing like a like a life threatening disease to to smack you back into reality
0: I didn't even need a disease I just needed the mention of it I was such <laughs> a coward I was <laughs> Put that thing on the market today it sold <laughs> first off Absolutely
1: absolutely
0: I got to let you go your delight uh would you love to come back again and talk because this is such a multidimensional multi level process and just such a great voice for it. I'd love to bring it up again, maybe in a few months down the road. And
1: it would be my pleasure. I this felt like we were two friends talking and it was it with two two minute conversation. And my understanding is being over half an hour. So I would love to.
0: That's how I feel. We'll have to do a past life regression and figure out what we were doing way back when, probably sitting up at a tree, a couple of monkeys or who knows what, swimming along. Uh, For the listeners out there who are interested, intrigued, wherever they are, listen, wherever you are, you're fine. You're perfect. Do not be critical of where you've come from, what you were taught. We're given all these bad messages. We're introduced in the bad diets, bad atmospheres, bad environments. But wherever you are right now, I want this message and this question. I'm going to ask her to land with you. Uh, Jovanka, how do they get started gently? They don't have to be like you ten years in a vegan. What would you say to the person anywhere in the world, how they can just start to have a greater awareness in their life and thus channel that awareness and make choices to have just one degree of wellness better, maybe a week, a day, whatever, just to start on a path towards the light and well-being?
1: I guess I will go back to my plans. I will go back to, to herbs. Um, you know, if you've taken a chamomile tea or a mint tea, you've practiced herbalism. Plants are the easiest ways to get medicine that will affect your mind, your body, and your soul, that will reconnect you with the earth, that will help you kind of like attain balance it's, to me, they are just gifts from the beyond. And anywhere in the world where you are, you chances are you can go to the market or go to your health food store and find a new plant you've never tried before in whatever form you want to try, it, tea form, tincture form, in compresses, whatever it is, and give it a go. And while you're trying it, remember that connection with that plant, the people that helped that plan get to you and to your own well-being.
0: And what about an awareness or meditation practice? You must do that, too. And what what would you say to them about maybe giving themselves a few minutes of that every day?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the easiest things that I do is I record a two-minute mantra in my phone. We know that most of us have phones, and we're not gonna get away from them. So record a, a two-minute mantra. It could be your own, or it could be something you've heard before that that calls you and that 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 speaks to you. And then have it plugged in, like have it like queued up, ready when you wake up in the morning. So as soon as my alarm goes off. Instead of hitting the the snooze button, I just click that little notification to put my two minute mantra. And when you are in that state of half sleep, half awake, when your subconscious mind is primed to receive new knowledge, you're listening to that mantra, that visualization for two minutes. And what a beautiful way to start your day. You can also do that at the end of the day too, before you go to sleep as a way to wind down and allow that subconscious mind to, to be, you know, ready to accept these new, these new learnings.
0: You've been listening to the What Matters Most podcast, a 100% listener supported program. If you feel inspired, please go to our Patreon page at www patreon.com backslash what matters most and join our family so until the next time stay inspired and in the light